everybody. Happy New Week. Um, I'm here with another one of my amazing inspirational authors, Lillian Krigler, and she is joining us today. Look at that beautiful background, Lillian. You've got your banner there. You can see her book, Edgy Chameleon. Um, I just absolutely love what you've done. You and I met about, what, about eight or nine months ago we worked out. Yeah, July. July last year. Yeah, yeah, right. And so much has happened and you have done so many things since then, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm truly impressed. And um, you're also already, you know, kind of going to start thinking and working towards your second book, which we'll talk about later on. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for taking the time this morning to be on this live with Nat. Um, and we're going to explore the, the thinking three in between, right? I love yes. it. Uh, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce you properly and officially, and then we're going to get into all the chit chat that um, I want. I love picking up tips from my authors, and then I, off I go into my life and I start to implement things with my family or in my business and all that kind of stuff. All right, so here we go. Lillian Kriegler is a first-time author and a long-time educator. She has taught at all levels from toddlers to adults. Her expertise is in early childhood education for children three to nine years of age, leadership and enhancing thinking skills for people of all ages. That's what I'm interested in, thinking skills. Yes. Lillian's book, Edu Chameleon, focuses on a situation in early education where there is a plethora of conflicting information. Teachers are often asked to choose between learning or play in a binary way. They end up in, uh, with decision paralysis. This results in many lost opportunities. Lillian has reframed binary thinking in the early years so that teachers can feel relaxed about their choice to either give children extensive freedom or to co uh, confidently and prescriptively teach them what they need to know. Her book reframes binary thinking and offers teachers seven dynamic ways to relate to children, even with um, different goals and methodologies. So today's topic for discussion is called Think Three in Between. And when I saw it, and I, I wonder what, I mean, I know she's got all this cool stuff she's going to teach us, but what does this three in between uh, mean? And she explained it's like in many situations, we appear to make a choice between A or B. Often this decision relates to a fear that is not really visible at the point of making the decision. So what Lillian is going to explain today is how to go deep and examine the basis of the choice, unearth the fear or, or the underlying issue, and then think of three different creative solutions between A and B. So this way you end up with A, B, C, D and E options and a greater and better understanding for more creative and um, outstanding outcomes, right? So um, I'm very curious about all of this because even though we just read the fact that you've helped people, um, you mostly focus on the three to nine year uh, old bracket. I wanna see how this applies obviously to adults and to families. So tell me a little bit more about it. Yes, well, Matthew, you know, in your um, introduction and thank you for that, you, you spoke about the fact that I've been an educator for a very long time. And what I found um, very often is that teachers get advice, they get a choice of A or B. And one of the um, current issues in, in early education is this belief that children learn through play, which is absolutely true. But what does that really mean? I mean, does that mean that we need to leave children absolutely 
on their own to play and expect them to learn everything that we want them to? Or do we teach them what um, they need to know? So teachers either get on the bandwagon of, yeah, let's, let's let the children play, or they get on the bandwagon of, we have to teach them or they're not going to know anything. And that is what I've described. It's a choice of A or B. Um, and so they start to feel like they don't know what they need to do. So after working with many, many teachers in different situations across um, my consultancy, so I was a classroom teacher for many, many years and a director of early learning in school, but I've been an education consultant now for nine years. And what I've encountered is that, um, you know, the teachers are doing either the one or the other. So I thought we really have to engage with this issue. And there, there are so many different ways that you can be with children um, in between, just allowing them to be freely playing on their own or prescriptively teaching them. So what I devised was seven different relationships. And what happens is, you give the child complete freedom to do exactly what they want to do and follow all their goals in free play. In the prescriptive teaching, you determine what you're gonna teach. But in between, there's, there's other um, things like you might guide their play just through a question or by providing a new piece of material, or you might provide equipment um, specifically with concepts embedded in it so that they discover what you want them to know. So you haven't taught them, but you know, through their play and their activity, they discover something specific that they might not have discovered if they were just free playing. So I'll talk about the seven different stages later, but how does this apply to everyday life? Mm -hmm. You know, and the fear that the teachers were feeling was, we are gonna do the wrong thing by the children. You know, we're gonna take away their creativity or we are going to impose our will on them and they won't, be, won't, won't have a sense of agency. So that's the fear. But in life, you know, very often, I mean, even in our COVID situation, our um, state government had a choice. Do we lock down? Don't we lock down? You know, so that's A or B. So if you've locked down, you've taken away a huge number of, of um, opportunities for the whole state mm -hmm. or, um, you know, but could there be the think three in between? So what are the things where, and I think they have come up with these solutions, like we're locked down a specific area, we'll make, we'll give the, the different areas color codes, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that, that you actually have the ability within your thinking to come up with solutions that suit more people. They're a lot more win-win situations. In the same way as the children win more, or the teachers win more, people win more when you actually think through things. And you know, the minute you provide other solutions, you broaden to five possibilities rather than two or one. Because actually when you make it the A or B, you're left with one choice. Yeah. That, that was the thinking behind the book was to give and then to give the, the teachers the absolute confidence that if they chose any one of these different seven things, they knew what they were expecting from the children. 
um, the children had a degree of agency and freedom and then they knew at the end of the day that the education would happen that the children would be learning the concepts that were required in the maths or in the um, reading learning or you know even the younger children just learning language and concepts and understanding the world around them yeah amazing okay so I want to know how do we develop that um you know resourcefulness it, it is about being resourceful and is it the, the dynamic seven dynamic learning zones that you talk about in the book as to how you tap into that how I how I tapped into it, how I came came. Yeah, how did you come about it? Like you know, I mean, of course, I, I, with the example you gave around COVID, it makes total sense. You know how that has evolved and happened around us. Um, but how did you come up to those? You know, kind of unpacking the seven <laughs> dynamic learning zones. I think a lot depends on having a very good global view of what you're trying to achieve understanding what some of the difficulties and the problems are and what the issues are. Yeah. And then in a quite systematic way, analyzing um, the, the problem. So if you, if you see the, the cover of the book, yeah. I've actually used almost a mathematical idea. There's, it's pretty much like a pie chart and each of the different um, zones uh, will will show like um how much freedom the child has yeah so the, the bigger the piece of pie the more the more freedom the child has and the further away um from the educator goal mm -hmm. but you can see there's one really really tiny so i'm trying to create a, almost a spatial representation of this mm -hmm. and in that very very small zone it's not less important than this zone mm -hmm. but it means that you are much more, um, your intention is much clearer and, and you, the, the children's choices are shut down to one thing. So over time, you'd be implementing all of these. Um, and I suppose the way I came up with it was just grappling with, you know, how, how in the classroom from day to day, um, am I working with children? What do I see other teachers doing? What is effective? And then, then listing what are the actual um, features yeah. of each of these things. So, you know, if free play, I think everyone knows what that is. You leave the children alone with mediator play. So I was thinking about what are the ways that I would get involved in that situation? So I would either add another tiny piece of equipment. I might suggest that the children go to a book at a shelf and, and collect different colors of paper to add to their thinking. Um, you know, but I'd always ask them what they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there's a situation of coming into a situation where you, your gaze follows what the child is doing yep. um, and you, you build on that. In another situation, you bring in the children to your gaze and you, you do. So, so the way I came up with it was to very carefully analyse the different um, zones. And so the zones are free yes. play. Yes. Mediated play. Yes. Embedded concepts. So you've put out materials and you know already what concepts are within those things. Then we get to concept clarity, which was that tiny little spatial zone where we have to know the 
let the children understand something. Then I've talked about closed-ended mobilization. And this means you've given the children a task, you know the outcome, <clears throat> and you want them to get there. So you help them to problem solve through something to come to an answer or a conclusion or an outcome. Then there's open-ended mobilization where they're using all this knowledge, but they can come up with the solution, any solution on their own. Kids love this. They yeah. love to not be told how to solve a problem, but they yeah. need the experience of going through closed-ended problem solving so they know how to do it. So you yeah. go from that giving them a, a specific outcome to opening it up for them, giving them freedom. Mm -hmm. And finally, is what you see in the classroom um, when children become really competent at something is auto-generative creativity. It sounds uh, big words, but really it means your creativity or the children's creativity, young people's, has come from their own thinking, their own planning, and what they're producing, you had no idea. Um, you know, they've done it all on their own. So in the book, I describe the features of each of these. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm sure you've got a lot of stories and examples of how it worked in classrooms and all that. I know a couple of people saying, uh, where's the book link? We will put up the book link um, towards the end of the call, towards the end of the live. I know you guys, if, even if you look it up online, you'll find Educamillion now is available on all your good um, stores, but I'm sure Lillian would happily sign it for you and send it off. Um, Absolutely, I'd be delighted. I love teachers. My belief is that the one thing that makes a difference to a child's education is the teacher. Yeah. You can talk about, I mean, and John Hattie is a very, very famous Australian, yeah. very reputable researcher, and that's his belief as well. Yeah. You know, classroom size, all of these different things, um, they're insignificant in relation to the, the, the impact that a good teacher, uh, uh, um, and um, I'm trying to think of the word empathetic teacher, mm -hmm. Yeah, having empathy, having the willingness to see your students as an, an onion sounds like a weird thing, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you really want to understand the child, you need to start peeling off what are the you know, what, what are the if there are difficulties, what are there if they're strengths, what are they? So, you're trying to peel back and find out what is the thing that motivates um, this child, and then you have the flexibility to create a beautiful. Um, environment in the classroom. Yeah. I was going to say flexibility, absolutely, because you'd have so many different children. And yes, different well, that's, different. that's what the um, chameleon is about. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're the, ed, you're the edgy chameleon, you're the one who's agile. And so yeah. you notice what's happening at the moment in the classroom and you think, oh, I know what this child needs. They need um, a bit of mediation or they need another piece of um, equipment or they need a strategy and in each of these um, different places you will know what to give them so that's that's the flexibility and that's I would love teachers to to be agile and to understand their craft well enough to know exactly where they are so that's yes flexibility is what it's all about yeah and the book is targeted at teachers but you're saying that also 
families and parents can can get benefits? Yes, um, I think even this book would be good for um, parents to read because the very first, the whole first half is about language and concept development. Yes. You know, really in life, words are not just words. Um, how you communicate and what you say to children can change their brain. Yeah. It can change actually who they see themselves to be. So, you know, your, even your gesture, um, and if, even if you have a look at think three in between with your own children, rather than saying, no, you can't have ice cream or whatever, you can think about it. So that's a yes or no. Yeah. Um, but what are the other things? So you can actually put in place, you know, in your family, a special night where ice cream is the real deal. And it's the yeah. one thing that you can have on that day. I know you go, you take your children out for special treats and that. I know. I know, but we do have ice cream night. Um, you know, the kids often go, is tonight ice cream night? <laughs> exactly. So that, that is somewhere in between A and B. And mm. it gives them the ability, maybe they um, participate in the decision mm. about when when is a good ice cream night. Is it good the night before you go to school or, you know, so it, it, in your own family, this kind of thinking of um, thinking of creative solutions, think, what is the fear under this? You know, is, it, is the fear that your child's not going to have a healthy diet? Is the fear that your child's controlling you? What is <laughs> under this, you know? And then like the onion, start peeling back. What is the problem? What is the real fear here? Um, and it's got nothing to do with a child having ice cream in that moment. Yes. It represents a much, much deeper fear. Yeah. Well, it's about the whole idea of children free play relates back to the fear that they will lose their sense of agency, their ownership of their learning. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, you need to, you definitely need to take that into account, but then you give yourself the option to teach them as well. Because we've all been brought up a certain way as well, right? With certain beliefs and yes. that's where the fears come from, right? Um, and by being adults, we are able to flex a bit more than children who are just being imprinted, you know, yeah. be because we, as you say, teachers can play a huge part. We all remember who, we, who were our favourite teachers and who we didn't like or disliked and all that. And it's most likely because our learning style was a perfect match with the good teachers or maybe they were flexible enough to give us, you know, to, to look at everyone and, you know, get along yes. with for the students. So one pattern fits all methodology. And you write, um, Nat, about, you know, we've grown up with particular patterns of thinking. Yep. Um, and so it might even just be habit that you enact a certain um, outcome. Yes. And examining those, and, and I know you've spoken about that beautiful book, Atomic Habits, which I've read, um, you know, and that's just really trying to understand why we do things and what is our motivation. Yeah, crazy. Um, Teresa's just saying here, um, so true, a teacher is a believer who understands who the individual is sometimes before the parent sees their strengths. Um, yeah, and Carrie's another early years teacher as well. She's writing a book on health and wellness. So, and Kim's there who gave us um, a bit of information around, you know, uh, children. And I, I love all the new stuff that's coming around and you guys being the, the leaders of the new way we need to think and how we've evolved because 
things don't stay the same, right? We discover new ways of being and doing and teaching. And, you know, even if I think of myself as a coach 11 years ago to who I am today is so, so different. Yeah. So, um, so how does that, uh, what you've uh, just spoken about, how can we practically also implement that into as adults? What are some of the advice you have uh, for adults around this? Yes, I think um, it is a situation. I, I, I like the idea of a pause. Right. And, and also, um, and that's things that I've, I've learned from you. Um, so pause and ask yourself a different question. You yeah. know, I know you've spoken about um, things like perhaps even you've spoken about your relationship with money. Mm. You know, so you, you don't just say, oh, no, I can afford it or I can't afford it. You say to yourself, how can I afford it? What are the ways? How can I get to that um, place where I can afford this thing? Um, and I think it's just adapting your thinking um, and focusing on what you really want. Um, so what, were you, what was the fear? What is the goal? What, what do you really want to see? And if you visualize that, then I have in my book um, four thinking um, um, skills, I, thinking prompters, yeah. creativity prompters. And one of them is called the ladder of aspiration. Yeah. And it's a fourth step. So, you know, write down the four things that you can start doing. What is the first thing you can do today? And then what are the four steps? that has you get up the ladder and have a look over the wall and, and get to another place. So it's, it's genuinely having some goal setting for your life, goal setting for your aspirations yeah. um, and, and just thinking through those, and, but putting in place some of the things and, and you know, going back to Atomic Habits, uh, you know, the idea there is make it easy for yourself. Yeah. So, and you do that as well. You know, you put your running shoes right next to your bed. Yeah. I've made my working space much more um, amenable and easy to come and, and work, to just switch on the computer and to, to get going. So it's like not just having the goal, but then um, putting some action in place. And that's what you were also saying. Things like action gives you clarity. Yeah. And that's definitely happened for me. Yeah. You know, you, you'd say, um, like, even this this interview today, I don't think I would have had the clarity in my mind about, um, you know, what I believe about children and teachers and learning yeah. if I hadn't gone through this process. Well, if you hadn't gone through also all the classrooms you've taught in the past oh, yeah. and education you've received and... Um, uh, things you've implemented go that work oh that didn't work you know so so many things it's it's only through action that we come to be the expert or gain that crystal clear clarity of what works what doesn't and what we're doing then is giving the future teachers or generations the shortcuts that yeah. we've had to take 20 or 30 years to get to right and that's where the value is and that's why i think um, your book is a wonderful shortcut to to unpack a lot of wisdom and gold that teachers and parents can use and what you said there that i really picked up 
and was about asking ourselves multiple different questions to find out what the three in between is. Yeah. Rather than yeah, having option one or two, yes, I can do this. No, I can't, can't do that. Well, hang on, there, there's more. And often when I talk to authors um, um, after my seminars and all that kind of stuff, I encourage them to have a chat because it's not, it's just because you can't do this option, that doesn't mean you still can't achieve your goal by taking a bit of a detour uh, via path A to you know, B and then get to C rather than going from A to C immediately or whatever it is. That's well, if there's a deep enough desire that you want to do something, you know, there is a way to achieve it, you know, and um, you just might need to take different route or make some different decisions. And yeah, I, I think that's wonderful. So, so this book is, how long was you, this book in your head? Like how long had you wanted to write it for? Um, you know, Nat, it's been in my, I've been researching the book for probably 10 years yeah wow and it, it's it's been written in probably three or four different formats over the years yeah but when you're writing a book um in isolation as i was mm. it's you know you you never have a, an idea of where it might end up and you know you take it to the first um publisher and you get one knock back and you think oh i'll just go back in my box you know and <laughs> Just, so it's been around with me for a long time. And the reason it's been around with me for a long time is my absolute belief in life is that language and understanding words and understanding concepts gives you such power over life. Yes. The more you understand, the more you have the ability to take different perspectives and to see things from a different point of view. And that's the power of parents with their children. You know, when they don't give one prescriptive answer, but they they give them um, different perspectives for thinking. But that can only happen if you have a strong and a rich language and a really good idea of how one thing connects to another. Yes. But can you know, it's one thing to say to a child, this is a pencil, but then you know, what is the power of a pencil? What can you do with this thing? And, you know, when you can write words, what can you do? You can send a letter across the, 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 the universe to the other side of the world. And so connecting the idea of linking ideas, not just knowing ideas, has always been so close to my heart to give children that understanding, a conceptual understanding of how the world works. Yeah. So it's always been my passion. So I've had to read and find out about the authors and the researchers who've looked at, um, you know, why is comparison important? Because yeah. it's a very good connector. Why is um, problem solving important? Why is learning language important? Why are gestures important? And the other beauty of um, early learning and all learning is it's not just about the written word, but it's about drawing, representing things, graphing things, um, understanding symbols, not just words. So, you know, it's, it's been the whole, all of that helps us to unpack and understand the world. So doing it in a way that makes children engaged and makes them love learning has always been at the bottom of this book. So mm -hmm. here it is. Here <laughs> it's it is. Out there. I want everybody to, uh, to feel confident and have the agility to yes. go from one thing to another, yeah. but knowing what they're doing, not just bouncing around with trial and error, but really gaining some expertise around 
their um, engagement with children in the classroom every day. So with the goal, the goal of the book is obviously to give this toolbox you've now compiled over the years of your experience and what you've learned from others and researched. Yes. Um, and what is it that you want, to, aside from selling lots of books and, you know, getting it into as many uh, teachers or parents' hands, what else, you know, are you continuing to consult and all that sort of stuff? Yes, absolutely. So I work part-time as it is. I'm a, an education consultant at Independent Schools of Victoria. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I also have um, my Kriegler education consultancy hat. Yeah. And I, 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 I admire, there are two amazing mentors in my life. One is um, Jan Milliken, who I think anyone in early education will know. Another is Jenya Janava. And they, they've never thought of retiring. And they just, you know, they just spread their pearls of wisdom. They talk with such um, beauty about um, education. And they, and so yeah, I think I'd really love to be um, following in their footsteps and, and becoming a mentor. Um, so, you know, in my consultancy, there's one on one where, you know, you can just chat or yeah. I can work with the team. There's collaboration, yeah. which is very, very important. Um, and, or if you're an actual education leader in the early years in Australia, there's, there's I, I consult for educational leaders as well about compliance and, and pedagogy. Wow. Big word about learning, yeah. yeah. I know the other day someone had asked you, you were out and you, um, they asked you, there was a particular program, I can't remember the specifics of it, and I love the fact that you just said, yeah, of course there is, you know, and you had... <laughs> That's right. you had you hadn't created it, but you had, you know, then you submitted a proposal or something, you know, a day or two later, which is something that I always teach you guys is, you know, say yes, then you're going to work out the how, as long as you, you know, it's in your head that yes. you can bring it out. Yeah, I love that. I That's love quite that. right. And that was about a really remarkable um, early education philosophy that comes from Northern Italy, the Reggio Emilia philosophy. Yes. So, you know, it's, in, it's, it's a string in your bow. Yes. And, um, you know, if you, if you have something like, you know, I have a, a broad knowledge, I will say to you straight off, I don't know enough about that. Mm-hmm. But if I do, I, you know, it, I can customise um, yeah. something that fits with your questions. What do you yeah. want to know? <laughs> yeah, I love it. So how did you write, uh, find the process of writing your book, uh, you know, with our assistance and, um, and the 48-hour author system and model? You know, was I, was I a good teacher? <laughs> it was terrible. No. No. Honestly, I, I cannot even begin to quantify how much I've received from working with you guys. So way beyond the writing of the book, um, you know, unquantifiable, amazing gifts is how I would say it. Um, and not the least of which that I knew that every word that I was writing was going to be published because you had the process. But um, just your collective wisdom and um, I've honestly, the generosity with how you share, you know, so you, you, you will say, this is what you've got to do. I'm doing that right now with you and to you, but you've got to do this as well. So you're never trying to obfuscate or 
hide the process behind what you're doing. And I think just that absolute authenticity has been fantastic. Mm. And I mean, I often tell you that it's had an impact on my family as well. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, when I first started talking to my husband about, oh, God, this amazing ultimate 40 hour, hour author people. And he's like, Lil, it's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone on Facebook's a scam. I'm like, no, 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 really, you know, and they're Australian and they're fantastic. And But over time, on our little conversations, because he's such a sounding board, he's amazing. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, you learned that? You know, that that fits with what I read about. And, and slowly but surely, even his respect for the company has grown so much. Um, and... Um, I don't know. I mean, one of the things that happened was after Matt, Matt's uh, amazing uh, masterclass about your relationship with money, um, I said to him, you know, that's just like, you actually deserve these things and you, you should get them. And, you know, he went and bought out a, he bought a new car, mm. a beautiful new Lexus, which was white, and, and he changed it to bright yellow. yellow. I remember that. Just because, you know, you in life if you really want something you know you need to just go for it and whereas before he might have oh no you know i don't you know we don't need that it was just let's go let's do something absolutely crazy and he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. i love it there's a ripple and experience and and the whole team i mean stuart's wisdom his experience in the marketing his way of um, checking your phrases and your words and your sexy titles and everything. Yes. Um, amazing. Mm -hmm. And the team, I can't speak more highly of Lendy and Vivi and Julie, you know, at every juncture, they've just been there. Yeah. Even when I opened my book for the first time mm. and all the photographs were out of focus. Well, yeah. I was running out to work. I thought this is, shocking i sent them an email you know about all my photos out of focus when i got home that night my it was book was perfect absolutely perfect but my eyesight in the morning hadn't woken up enough to see properly so they they got me through all these traumas um yeah. and yeah i could not be happier could not it is a challenging journey but it's so we're so super proud of um what our authors achieve and that's the thing that we keep going it's like when we're going to retire we're not like you know you just do this as long as you can because it's so fulfilling just like your stuff is for you right yeah. uh, so where can people get your book because they're waiting for for the link is it, uh, is it <laughs> all right so probably the easiest place to get it yeah. is off my website yes so it's www.kriegler hyphen education.com and in case you've been wondering guys it's been right behind her on that poster yes. <laughs> it's been right behind her at the bottom here you go krigler-education.com yes. uh, i was wondering if it was there but um yeah, yeah, I'll be watching right yeah and if you get my um yeah so you can you can get the the book and and on the website you can also have a look and see um the different consultancy um opportunities or just write to me i love yeah. hearing from teachers so yeah. that's just in a lily it's a lillian at uh, krieglereducation.com just write to me i'd love to hear um your uh, your own experiences and stories of working with young children and what your fantastic new creative solutions are going to be in life 
I love it. And Lindy, I can see she's put put up the link directly onto the live stream. Thank you, Lindy. If, you, if you're not watching this via live stream, I'm sure you can look a look on the video or um, we've we've spelt it out. So anyone, because this is going to be obviously shared in a few different spots, so people can get some of the words of wisdom you've shared with us today. I really, really appreciate it. If you guys are also in the space of writing a book, go to our website and simply writeabook.com.au, uh, which is where you'll find more information. And um, and we're so excited. We're only one week off the next retreat. So in about half an hour, I'm going to be preparing those authors. And um, and I just can't wait to see where you are in six to 12 months time because your book literally came off the press. Last week were the bulk books that got delivered at your house so not even a week ago so i'm in the process of packing them all up yeah she's in the process of actually like she's so excited she's signing everything and doing all that so um if you want to sign copy you go directly to lillian but obviously the book's also available in all your good amazing reach online retailing stores so thank you so much lillian it's been really a pleasure to have you part of our community our authors you're also writing your second book soon Yes, which very is soon. Yes, and it's going to be called Think and Link Out Loud for Parents. Ooh, I love it. So that's your little teaser of that. She's already committed to her second publishing uh, project with us. We'll be working with her. So, you know, and I love, I love seeing and catching.